Hey guys, it's the Sports Court Podcast. I'm Jacob with my co-host Gunnar. And today we'll be discussing so far what has happened in the NBA and NHL seasons and discussing the NFL playoffs so far. But firstly, we'll discuss surprises, disappointments, and others of the NBA season. So let's go to you, Jacob. Biggest surprise of the NBA season. Uh, I'd say my biggest surprise so far has been the Cavs. They, they're they a super young team that was supposed to still be a couple years out and They've been extremely good. Garland, Garland's proven that he does not need uh, Colin Sexton like at all. And Evan Mobley and Jared Allen are just in a, a very formidable front court. Yeah, I think kind of showing that Jared Allen was just an absolute sleeper out of that huge James Harden trade. It was just kind of that slip between the cracks, I would say, in that trade last year. Jared Allen going to Cleveland. I think Cleveland only gave up like Torian Prince or something. I forgot. I think Cleveland gave up. Um, I think they also gave up like a really terrible first. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like something like that first. So especially with what Jared Allen is on, that's been just an absolute steal. Yeah, of- Jared Allen has an argument to be like a top seven to ten center right now. Because uh, yeah, he yeah. he has like some ridiculous PR. I saw what is it? It's twenty two point nine, which is just yeah, he's insane right now. And Evan Mobley. Yeah, he he was one of my favorite front court uh, prospects in a while, and he's he's showing it off so far. He's great at defense, great at offense. I mean, he has been the rookie of the year so far to me. Yeah, and kind of a resurgence with Kevin Love in a way. His efficiencies have gone way up since he's like a near forty percent three point shooter again. It's kind of maybe in a little more of a decreased role that we've seen Kevin Love in with. Evan Mobley and Jared Allen coming in. Yeah, and he's not as depressed anymore. I remember last season when he was, like, visibly frustrated every single game. Right, yeah. Well, the Cavs are actually good, so... Yeah, he might be... He also might be happy that he has a point guard who passes the ball. You remember Colin Sexton last year? Oh, yeah, Colin Sexton would not pass the ball, and Colin Sexton's been hurt. He's only played 11 games this year, which is He's out for the year. Yeah, he's out for the year. What do you, I don't know what they do with him. I mean, he's an RFA, right? I think so. he's an RFA after this year. Who was actually interesting over the offseason. I wanted Colin Sexton for the Knicks. Yeah, I mean, he seems. I, I I had a feeling. I thought you guys were gonna get him or had a chance at it, but the I think Sexton. He's a really good scorer, but I feel like they're a better team overall without him because I, I, the chemistry everything just works better without him even though he is probably i'd say he might be a little bit more talented individually than darius garland but but darius garland's just so much more of a team player and a lot more talented of a playmaker and yeah it's just i feel like his maybe elusive ability per se is not as good as sexton's because garland's been shooting somewhat efficiently from the field this year especially for a point guard as young as him yeah, like, he went yeah. to Purdue, right? Was it, Wait, was he the Purdue guy? Was he, I think, was he Purdue? I forget. Oh, no, but... he was Vandy. Oh, yeah, he was Vandy. There, I forget what, there was a big prospect at Purdue, I'm pretty sure, that year. But yeah, he, Darius Garland's showing it off this year, and the, the Cavs are a huge surprise. I'd say my second biggest surprise so far, would Would you agree the Bulls? But I mean, I don't know, are they surprised? Maybe this good, a one seed in the East, maybe that's a surprise. I was pretty uh, sure they'd be one of the top tier teams no i had them making the playoffs i didn't have them this high yeah here's my question for you do you think the bulls can legitimately contend with the bucks and the nets no 
No. Uh, Giannis, I, I mean, DeMar in the playoffs, he always chokes. And I feel like the Nets just have so much more talent than the Bulls. The Bulls are really talented, but they're nowhere near the Bulls. I mean, the, the Nets. And the Bucks have Giannis. And, like, Drew Holiday's having a really good season. Chris Middleton yeah. is a good playoff performer. I feel like I feel like there is honestly a chance that, I, that the Nets would win in five. And same with the Bucks. Right. I think the only team with somewhat of a shot would be the Heat against those two. Yeah, because the Heat match up well against everyone pretty much. Because, yeah. I mean, they're, they've had this record. And they, they've had a ton of injuries this year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, they have. I think Lowry's had some injuries so far this year. Um... Jimmy, I think Jimmy Butler's been out. I think Bam bad. was too. They're they're yeah. really they're a really solid team. Yeah, I don't think they're winning the title this year, but they're definitely good. Because the uh, thing is that makes them legit to me like some team that can contend is what happened in twenty twenty. This is a similar team to twenty twenty that beat the Bucks. They've added on Kyle Lowry. They made it to the finals. They did push the Lakers six. Even though it was a weird year, they still did it. They still did it. Jimmy Butler proved that he could put a team on his back during the playoffs. And Tyler Hero has really had another, has been solid this year. More than solid. He's averaging 20 points per game so far after yeah. struggling. He's back after a bit of a struggle year. season. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about the Sixers, their whole situation? I... I feel like Joel Embiid has proven this year to be the best all-around center in the NBA. Yeah. There's an argument that Jokic is better. I think there's a strong argument that he's better, but Embiid, Embiid's just, he's so good at defense, and he's probably the best scoring option at center in the league right now. Yeah, the guy's averaging 29 and 11 right now. Yeah, in the past, like, month, he's been averaging, like, 34 or something like that. Yeah, he's, like, I think in... People are calling... Like, right now, he's at the top of a lot of people's MVP lists. Like, he's been... So is Jokic. What? So is Jokic. The the centers in the NBA right now are really insane. And so, yeah, because it used to be Durant for a lot of people. I think he might be kind of out of MVP talks. Yeah, I think he's out. Because of being out for a month. And Curry at the start of the year was in there, but he's been struggling for a bit. Yeah, and what actually kind of surprises me is that Phoenix has been able to hold up what they did last year. Yeah, I'm, Chris Paul think, is the best player on that team, in my opinion. Chris Paul is... It's interesting with him. Because he's definitely a center... He has to... He's, like, such a good team player for everyone. Chris Paul, he's... Because this is the first time I think you've seen a Chris Paul team truly, like, being this dominant. Like, those Clippers I, yeah. teams were good... And we're like contending with the top but this is i feel like the first time maybe because chris paul now has one an elite score by his side in devin booker he lacked that and a near elite center yeah he did have elite bigs in his time yeah he had blake and deandre yeah blake and deandre so we've seen that before but i think what we're showing how great Chris Paul is is what he's been able to do beside Devin Booker because Devin Booker has been good, but he took it to another level when Chris Paul went to the Suns. And yeah, I think, I think, the more influential player, like if you took Chris Paul off the Suns, I, they're not they're nowhere near this. I think if you take Booker off, they're still a pretty good team. 
I think they're uh, still a top six team in the West, even without. I, I think I think Chris Paul is more valuable if Devin, even though Devin Booker is the better scorer. Yeah, I but um, who's been your? I think it's pretty clear who everybody's biggest disappointment this year has yeah, been. This, this is, but I do want to say I called the Lakers before the season that this team would not work. Where did I have them? Oh shoot, I had them I way too high. I didn't this low. I had, I had them, them high before the. Year. I, I had them at one. I said this Lakers team. It reminded me too much of those 2013 Lakers with Kobe. Dwight Howard, old Steve Nash. I'm like, this This seems like a repeat of that team who was disappointing that year in 2013. The thing is, is like, I, I just, I mean, I don't have any confidence in, any, in them anymore, but I feel like in any given playoff series, they could just pop off, yeah, even with no, Russ being there. Given what this team has done, I don't think they can sustain that for four series. Yeah, I mean, maybe. It, it all depends on... Bron- I mean, Braun's been insane. The, I think the catalyst is uh, Russ. Like, yeah, of this. But I'm still going to say, I think the Clippers are the better L.A. team right now. Right now? Healthy. When healthy. Oh, when Clippers. healthy. Right now, they're definitely not. When healthy, when, I now when, believe when that the Clippers that are better. They have the better chance out of the two to win the title this year, I think. If healthy. I don't think either of them do, because... I mean, I think the Lakers have a better chance this this year. Paul George is out the whole year, and so is Kawhi. We're, we're, no, Kawhi's not out the whole year. He's coming out. He's coming back like after all, the All Star break. Kawhi, I just saw, saw a report that he's he's um keeping he's keeping the rest. Uh, he's resting more. He's resting more. I don't. He's Kawhi. He's everybody knows he's stay, he's staying out. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't understand that. It was. Yeah, Clipper, um, Ty Lue just said that Kawhi's probably not returning this season. Like, He's Kawhi, of course he's staying out. Yeah, but it was, the thing is for me with guys like that, I'm. it was such a tiny tear in the ACL. Like, it was... Oh, yeah, it was like a partial one. But, I mean, he had to have the same surgery. Yeah, but it was still... It's still easier to recover from that small of a tear because it is a slightly simpler surgery when it's that small. There's... Less chance of complications. Yeah. But, I mean, I feel like everybody predicted this. Kawhi, Kawhi's that type of guy. I love Kawhi, but he's not... I wouldn't say he's much of a team player in terms of, like... He'll serve his personal interests outside of basketball and in basketball first. But, yeah, there's a trade that just came in, I think, a couple of hours ago. Clippers just got Norman Powell and Robert Covington for, I think... Yep. What was it? Keon Johnson. Bledsoe and other stuff. The Trailblazers are finally tanking, I think. Yeah, I, I I think so. I I do feel bad for Dame on the Blazers. I feel. I, I think he's just requested trade. He's been, and he hasn't even been, like, that good this year. But, uh, like, over the past years, like, he's been, over, I think, the past few years, has been the second best point guard in basketball behind Steph. I agree. But yeah. Uh, do you remember that one playoff series, that one game where he went absolutely nuclear in OT? Oh my god! Last year, get, no, I was watching ago. that live against Denver, and they still yeah. lost. They still lost. That was that was probably one of the saddest series for Dame because he went ridiculous. Yeah. In that the, and series, I, I mean, I was rooting against them because I like the Nuggets. Because I I sort of have to like I have to have a team to root for in the playoffs, and the Wizards are never going to be good. So, 
I always go for the Nuggets. I love watching Nicola, but right. I felt really bad for Dame at that point. No, just just because just when I saw what Dame was doing, I just wanted the Blazers to win just for like Dame's sanity. <laughs> but at the same time, them losing pushes pushes them to trade him, pushes him to get traded more. I'd assume. Yeah, that's. It'll be interesting, but. I'll go back to another disappointment of mine. It's my team, the New York Knicks. I, yeah, they're, they're, I could. I sort of predicted them to be around here. I'm pretty sure. They're, they're, but they're twelfth. I don't think you had them that low. Yeah, I didn't. Where did I have the Knicks? I had the Knicks at five before the year. I actually believed in this team, and it's just where it. It just seems like the Knicks are. Pl- going back to playing classic Knicks basketball, which is just, I don't want to curse on this, but. Oh my God, Gunnar, I predicted it. What? I'm looking at my preseason predictions. I had the Knicks at 13. What the? Are you sure that was this, that was not last what, year? What day did the season start? Oh no, thank gosh. I was about to say, okay, never mind, never mind. Yeah, that's was last, that last year. last year's? Yeah, I was about to say, what? Okay, that was last year's where I... Yeah, because I was looking and... Let me see. I had the Knicks... Because yeah, I had the same seed. I had them at the, the six. I saw someone with the Knicks before the year was like nine. I am at the six. I mean, I don't think they're... They don't have a superstar player. I think they have a bunch of solid players, which, I mean... Which is why I thought they... Uh, I thought, no way, this team goes incredibly deep. Yeah, with all these solid players, I thought, I thought they're the exact team that would be good in the regular season just not be able to to be winning these games like, in the playoffs yeah, I, but they can't even win in the regular season i thought i was like at furthest the knicks would go to the second round yeah i thought they yeah i thought they were a second round first round type team i thought they would lose in the first round but one of the one of the biggest things i mean you guys are probably going to start selling and you you got cam reddish but apparently tom doesn't want to play him right now if we trade a bunch of our vets, if we trade like Burks and those kind of guys, like all of our vets, where to create room for the young guys, which is what I think we should do, is create room for these young guys to play. And I think Burks could be worth a solid amount. He's been solid for us. One of the only guys. I'd assume Burks could get you like a first. Yeah, like, he's been one of the only guys who's been consistently solid all year, I'd say, would be Alec Burks. You see the report about uh, about um, Julius Randle and De'Aaron Fox? Are they, I did not, are they talking about a Julius Randle-De'Aaron Fox swap? I don't think it's a swap, but they're both but involved. Some kind of trade involving us and the Kings, I'd be fine because the Kings are a poverty franchise, so I'd be fine with trading with them. Because yeah. they'll probably give us an overpay for Randall or an underpay for Fox, whatever you want to term it. Fox is a Fox is a very polarizing figure in the NBA now. He, he's. I think he's honestly. I, I know he's a super athlete and everything, but I think he sort of hit his ceiling, unless yeah, he fixes he's that shooting. Such a bad shooter. Yeah, and like, I he's like, I think he'll. For a, I think he'll always be a top, around a top 10 point guard, but I don't see him ever getting any better than that. But yeah, he's not someone you want to build a franchise around. Like, because I think why the Kings want to deal him is because guys like Halliburton are better guys to build a franchise around. Yeah, because Halliburton can play with more people. Mm-hmm. He's a better fit on most teams. 
Because, yeah, I feel like De'Aaron Fox always needs to be, like, surrounded by shooters because of his yeah. lack of shooting. It's sort of like Russ, but not nearly as good. Yeah, no, Russ, well, at his peak, Russ could actually shoot the basketball. Just not that well. But, yeah, Russ, we saw Russ's peak a couple of years ago. and But even, like, last year with the Wizards, he was really good the second half of the year. Like, it it's sort of weird how, how terrible he's been for the Lakers this year. I... I think it partially is a fit that playmaking is such a big part of his game, and he's playing beside LeBron, yeah, who's so focused on playmaking, which is another thing I said before the season. Russ would not work because he's a big-time playmaker playing aside another big-time playmaker, which is something he really hasn't done. Like, he kind of did it with Harden, but Harden was more of a scorer, and Russ yeah. was more the playmaker on that Rockets team. Yeah, I mean, I my prediction for the Lakers, I, I don't know why I picked them at one, because I remember the whole time I was thinking that they'd be a pretty good regular season team, and I assumed that they would be really good in the playoffs, but they suck in the regular season, and I don't even know if they're going to win around in the playoffs anymore. Yeah, the, who knows if they'll even get to, like, the final eight. Imagine they make the play in and just lose. That would, that would be something. They're garbage. All right, yeah. Let's move on to midseason NHL stuff. We're around halfway through. Actually, we're right now exactly at the All-Star break, so pretty much the halfway point of the year. Um, yep. I think both of our teams are doing a lot better than our N- NBA teams with the Rangers and yeah. Caps. I mean, the Caps sort of Caps have been struggling. But I, I can at least blame the Caps. For the Wizards, we just don't have... We have a lack of talent. The Wizards... I mean, the Caps... I blame it on injuries and our power play just sucking. Like, if you if we can f- try and fix those two things. Right, because because you guys are still one of probably I, at least a top two in talent in our division. I don't, I think. The that, most talented in our division is probably either us or the Hurricanes right now. Yeah, because the Rangers have, the thing that worries me about the Rangers is this team seems like just like those Henrique teams where yeah. our Amazing goalie underperform and our goalie yeah. has to carry the team. That's what Shesterkin has been doing all year. He's been outrageous. Yes. And I don't know if Chris Kreider is going to be this insane in the playoffs. The thing is for me about Chris Kreider is that if you actually look at his goals, it's a lot of setups by Artemi Panera and Mika Zibanejad. Yeah, it's, I don't think Chris Kreider's that... Good. I think Panarin, he's sort of like the product of having Panarin. And Zibanejad. And, and Zibanejad, I guess. And Fox on the power play. That's why he's getting so Oh, yeah, Adam Fox is a freak. Because there's so many great playmakers on, yeah. the power, on our power play. And he's just the guy standing in front of the goal. Yeah, I remember watching. I saw a highlight a couple days ago of where... Who was the guy that passed to him back door and he literally just kept his stick still? Uh, Kreider, and it went in. I forget which one. It was either probably Panarin or Zibanejad because I'd assume it was Panarin. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'd say in the NHL, my biggest surprise, there have not been that many surprises in the NHL. Maybe the Penguins being this good and the Rangers obviously being this good. Yeah, because I saw the Rangers of being like a wild card team this year. Yeah. And I saw the Rangers a wild card too. I mean, there's also the Panthers were really good last year, but they've been like utterly insane at offense yeah, this year. That's true. 
they had like a they were are they still averaging four goals a game they, they might be they're still averaging that many they were averaging four goals a game at Let one point look. they have 194 in 47 which isn't quite four I don't think what's 40 it's close enough four? it's 4.1 goals a game yeah no that's outrageous <laughs> yeah and the unfortunate thing is that they're paying Sergei Bobrovsky $10 million a year Especially when he's not even good. Especially when he's like, like the only goalie that I can legitimately think of paying that much. Well, right now maybe Shesterkin, but we have almost, Igor. We have I wouldn't pay any goalie that much. Six, which is great for what he's doing. Yeah. And uh, maybe Carey Price in his prime, or it's just or a Lundqvist in his prime, or like a. Maybe uh, Martin Brodeur, but that's too long Broder, ago. Maybe a Luongo, maybe. I don't think I'd pay. Actually, not a single person you listed. I would not. I would pay ten million. None of them. Uh, but I think my the front runners for the cup right now, the the favorites are my prediction, the Avalanche. I had Vegas before the year. They're first in their division. They've been hurt. Their a division's lot. utter garbage. But, yeah, I don't think Vegas is going to do it. But the thing is, we have seen some very random Stanley Cup runs. Yeah. Like the Jesus. Oh, my 19. gosh. I didn't, like, realize just how bad their division is. Yeah, no. Looking at the it. The Pacific is so... The West is not good. Like, the East... The West is so bad. But the thing I mean, is... The Western... The, I mean, the, the, um, the Central Division is good. Yeah, the Central Division is fine. It, the thing is, with the East... Once you're out of the eight playoff teams, it's garbage. The East is shit. Yeah, it's garbage. Uh, but they, I feel like the Metropolitan teams need a break. Well, it's been for ever since they made the new divisions. You know how they used to have smaller divisions, yeah, like five teams a division. In the Metro, either the Rangers. Yeah, there, there was no Metro. We were the Caps. We were in like the Southeast Division or something like that. We were in with the Panthers and Lightning and everything. But, Ever since they changed these divisions around, the Metropolitan has just been insane every single year, and it's annoying having yeah, to compete against these teams like, every year. Oh, like they made it like I think probably what like twenty twelve they did this or something around there. And I, I feel like where for yeah, those first not just. few years it was just Rangers, Caps, and Penguins. Yeah, and, and it it wasn't fair. I mean, we we still have like if you want to win the cup, you have to beat the best teams. But it's unfair as a Caps fan. We'd we'd win the division literally every single year, and we'd be first in the Eastern Conference. And the second round, we'd be playing the second best team in the Eastern Conference, the Penguins, because they didn't realign the division, the playoff yeah, format, or whatever. Yeah, the, the not reseeding is quite. Annoying. I I'm an advocate for reseeding. I feel like the best team should get rewarded. Yeah, like. Yeah, I feel like the best division winner should get awarded with playing the lowest seed in the next round. Yeah, we'll talk about another rule change in sports later oh, yeah, this pod. Definitely, but um, other, let me see yeah, another surprise. Other top contenders, you could say Carolina. Oh yeah, Carolina's been the best team in the Metro by far so far. Yeah. They they're they're tied with you guys in points with five games in hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. We're um, Lightning obviously. This division, the Rangers, I think, are still a couple years away from Cup contenders. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that the favorites so far to me are still Lightning, Abs. 
Lightning Avs, maybe you could say Florida. Yeah, I just think in the playoffs, the Lightning and Avs have more talent. Right. And, yeah, but I feel like you can't, given the surge Pittsburgh has gone on to, could, can you count out Pittsburgh? With I feel like you can't. I mean, they, they're they going to get Crosby and Malkin going. But it's also the same reason. I don't think you can count out the Caps. They have a ton of injuries, too, or we. Yeah. Uh, I think we're probably... At full, if every single team in the league was at full health, I think we're probably in the tier one and a half or two. Yeah. I think two, because I think the first tier in terms of just the best teams are Florida, Tampa, Tampa Avs, Avs, and Carolina. Yeah. So yeah. And then the second tier is like us, Rangers maybe. Rangers are like two, three. I. I yeah. Golden Knights also. Because skater wise. I, I really that the Rangers are so weird because we have like insane top guys on our team. We have four guys at a point per game right now, I think. Yeah. We have two. We have four point per game guys. But yeah. then after that we are I, I we're just not good. Like we So who do you have the cup right now? Who do you have winning the cup right now? Right now you don't I have, have to stick to your preseason pick because I can't yeah. say a Tampa three peat because I don't, I don't because of three. I don't believe in three peats. Yeah, I I think the Avs had the, the Avs sort of have to win it because everybody was talking about how insane their future was is a couple of years ago, but like I'm pretty sure they have quite a lot of contracts coming up and people don't realize, but they have McKinnon, but the reason they've been able to build such a good team all. Partly is because of this cheap contract that Kamikin is on. He's on like a six by six or something well, like that. He was willing to take the pay cut, and no one else is on the. It wasn't because of the pay. It was because he wasn't as good yet. It was the year before he took off. Oh right, right. I'm yeah, pretty now, sure at least. Did they resign McCarr on the huge contract? Right. McCarr, yeah. It was like a nine by nine or something. It was a nine by nine, like the day after Seth Jones or something like that got a huge contract, the bigger contract. Yeah. How Seth Jones got a bigger contract than Kale. I don't know how Kale McCarr only got nine mil a year. I think Kale should be getting around eleven. Yeah. And it's funny because McDavid is the highest paid player. I'm pretty sure at twelve point five, along with like Matthews and McDavid's still underpaid by a very wide margin. Yeah, because McDavid's just by far the best player in the league, and it's, I, it's not even close. Yeah, like I was watching him live a couple days ago. It's in, it's just insane how much faster he is than everybody else. No, I like, remember. When the Rangers played the Oilers, that the earlier this year, that absolutely outrageous goal he scored. Yeah, the goal. Against the Rangers. You had like back-to-back nights giving up goals yeah, years. No, because right, good. Oh no, was it good? Goodrow or was it? No, it was Matthew Kachuk who went between. Yeah, it was Kachuk. Yeah, he went between night. legs. But yeah, the, I when when Con- I was watching it live, when Connor McDavid scored that goal, I wasn't even mad. I just sat there in front of my TV speechless. Yeah. When they have a, they have quite an insane duo. Yeah. And they just got inv- Evander Kane. Right, Evander um, Kane's been... Good. The thing is, given how important goaltending is throughout the playoffs, could I don't think I still can't trust. even And Edmonton, I don't even think, is in a playoff spot right now. Yeah, they're not. But the, I think they will be by the end of the year with what they have. I, I assume they will be. They, that'd be so terrible if they missed the playoffs. Well, actually, that'd be so bad. 
they're they're six points down. But they have games Anaheim in hand, right? With six games in hand. So basically, to catch up to Anaheim for third, they need to get a point per game. But I mean, Anaheim and LA, the Kings. They're both nice surprises, but if you're the if those are the two, second and third best teams in a division, that's really terrible. Yeah, no, like that's really bad. Because well, it used to be Calgary, but Calgary's kind of taken a dip after starting off hot. Yeah, they were really good at start of season, but I think it's time we talk about those NFL playoffs. Yeah, no, it, these have been outside. These are the best playoffs I've seen in quite a while. Outside of Wildcard Weekend, we can skip. That weekend, that was horrible football. That was well, not that was not a good weekend of football. It was just complete under blowouts. So we can start off with divisional weekend, where things are getting good. Yeah, it was the Saturday games that day. The ones they both ended off by field goal. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because it was. I think those games were a little bit overrated because the actual game wasn't like that fun to watch the whole time, in my opinion. Yeah, the especially Bengals Titans to me was kind of boring. Yeah. People saying that's the best divisional weekend of all time could have a point. But, like, especially if you just look at the scoreboards, but the first two games were a little bit overhyped, in my opinion. But the second two two games were were insane. Yeah, especially ending off with that. Well, with Brady nearly pulling off a comeback until the Tampa Bay defensive backs just... Sold. Yeah. But then again, that first half of that game was also not that good. Yeah, well, because the Rams just totally blew them out. Yeah, well, the, that's what I'm saying. But then the second the half was so thing, insanely good that it makes up for it. You can say the same thing about the 28-3 to game. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess so. Like, when um, you have comebacks like that, usually the first part of the game isn't that good because the other team's blowing them out. Yeah, but... um. But I think what you said about rule changes, I think we are coming up on that subject with the second game. It needs to be changed. Like I can't take overtime. These overtime rules are just so bad. Like I, it, it's ridiculous that the Bills got knocked out of the playoffs in overtime without getting the ball in overtime. Yeah. I mean, what does the NFL need to see for them to change the rules? Like, everybody hates them. And I, I know the people that they argue, like, just get a stop. What about, like, why can't you give the offense a chance? Yeah, like, you, you're literally not giving one team a chance. So, like, yeah, that, that you're saying let, have your defense get a stop. You're not letting their offense prove that they're good. Yeah, like, I feel like because the way those two teams were playing at the end of that fourth quarter, I truly believe that that game was decided on that coin toss. If yeah. the Bills won the toss, I think they go down they score win. a touchdown game over. Yep. I, 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 heard a, I heard someone give their ideas for an OT, OT um, proposition, I guess. Proposal, I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh. Tell me what you think about it. Let me try and remember it exactly. Oh, so they want to eliminate f- punting and kicking. So pretty much special teams besides field goals. And you start on your own 35 or 25. I don't really remember what it is. Oh, this is college rules, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. So basically, if you go, you have you have as regular football, but then once it gets to fourth down, you can either choose to go for it Whichever down, I mean, which how, however many yards it is, or you can just decide to just not punt it at all, right. and the other team gets to take the ball from their own thirty-five. But if you decide to go for it and you miss, then they take over from that spot right there. Okay. 
So, what I, and I'm assuming it's, what my thoughts on it is like, it's kind of like college rules where you don't really have a timed overtime, just each team gets a chance to respond to each yep. other's. But I think punting should still be in there because I feel like field position game is somewhat important of the game. Important. I mean, it is a field position game. You're just taking out a punting. Like, if you don't go for it and you decide to give up the ball, then it's field positioning because you let the other team yeah, take it from their own like 25. The like then you just go for it. But that's the. But if you don't get it, that's like on the 50. Yes, but and then I, I guess you. Like, I mean, it, it it takes a bunch of strategy. It's deciding whether or not it's a, it's a different type of the game, which could be considered. But I feel like I don't it, think it's perfect. It's better than what I, it's better than what it is right now, at least it's in my opinion. Better than what it is because each team should get a response. Like if team one say gets the ball, goes down, score a touchdown. Team two should get the ball. If they go down, score a touchdown, then each team gets another possession. I think that's how it should work. Yeah, I have I have. Another one that I heard, I don't know how I feel about this one. It's sort of wanky, wonky. I mean, <laughs> I meant to say wonky, but you, it'll it'll add some like it, the strategies at the end of games will not will will be skewed a little bit. So I don't like this rule that much, but it's literally just adding ten minutes to the game if it's tied. Yeah, I have heard that. So where you like wherever you are, you keep going and you just add the ten minutes, and then the game just extends on. Yeah, the nice. thing is, that'll make teams play the game differently in the two minute drill. Yeah, I feel like yeah, that no, that that is true. I feel like team, I feel like that just yeah, that changes up the strategy too much. I think yeah, inside I, of the game, if you're playing for overtime, because I don't yeah, think, I don't like it that I much. Think adding on ten minutes could be interesting, but I think it should just be a straight off coin flip at the start of overtime. If yeah. You go if you go with that concept. So I um, think, but there there are different concepts, so it needs to be changed. I think the number one thing is just where a team always has a chance to get the ball. Yeah. Because absolutely. there's there would be just a very special scenario if a team goes on a ten minute drive and you can just blame that on your defense, like in that scenario. And if they really want, like, they have to change the rules, but if they really are that reluctant to, maybe just add these new rules to the playoffs and keep the old rules in the regular season or something like that. Honestly, I'd be kind of fine with that. Like, it's better than this nonsense. About this rule in the regular season, it's just in the playoffs. Yeah. Where you go, where you, your, your season's over on this. Like, we've seen it multiple times, like, the twenty-eight to three comeback ended on a first possession touchdown in overtime. Yeah. The two thousand eighteen AFC Championship ended on a Patriots first possession overtime touchdown. Where the Chiefs That's on funny. the other side of G- it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the the Super Bowl, Bengals Rams, sort of a strange Super Bowl, it's, but it's the people's favorite. It's everyone's favorite team. Yeah. Like. It's the everybody loves these two teams pretty much, especially yeah, because, like people love Matt Stafford from the Rams and everybody loves the Bengals. Yeah, because Matt, it's just a good thing for Matt Stafford because everyone felt bad for him on the lines, especially after Megatron retired. Yeah, like, the thing is, this this is a this is a good Super Bowl. Like, it'll, I think it'll be a really close game. It's very entertaining, but in terms of 
how good these teams are. I mean, the Rams stack up against all these teams, but the Bengals are not a great Super Bowl team if you compare it to past years. Yeah, like, it would have been, like, the Chief, the Bengals are, I mean, the Bengals are definitely underdogs, I'd say, in this game. Yeah, I'd give them, like, if I had to put a money line, I'd do, like, four. Like, yeah. Rams up by four or whatever, however you betting since works. this game's being played in Los Angeles. Yes, sir. Uh, like, but... The other side of that is that I feel like the Rams have some of the least established fan base in the NFL because they've been moving back and forth between LA and St. Louis. <laughs> so I feel like that also plays a factor. Like both LA teams have like no established fan base, the Chargers and the Rams. Yeah. The Chargers have no fans at all. Like I feel like I feel like the Chargers are have now basically turned into the Clippers of the NFL with this. Yep. Even though the Clippers had a little bit more talent yeah, back then. even though the Clippers do have more talent, but I feel like based on the dynamic in Los Angeles where I feel like when they build a fan base, if they do the Chargers, it will be a bunch of diehard fans like the Clippers do. Yep. But the Lakers fan will be so much, or the Rams fan base will be so much bigger. And I... I also want to say, after these past, like, two months about of the NFL, I have formulated my top four QBs. Number one is Mahomes. Yeah. Number two is Mr. Josh Allen. Because Josh Allen, the reason I have him over Rodgers, who's at number three, Josh Allen, the last, like, seven weeks of the year was just utterly insane. Like, if you include the playoffs and the end of the regular season, he was just a tank. Especially, that man was insane. Yeah, with, especially since he was literally a tank running the ball. Like, I think yep. that dual threat that he has is something Rodgers does lack. And then four, I had Herbert. The thing is, Herbert versus Josh Allen, it's weird because in terms of pocket passers, I do believe that Herbert's the best pocket passer in the league. Like, if you watch him, he has a cannon arm, and if he's if he, if he he's in the pocket, if he sees something, he'll hit it. Yeah. His accuracy is utterly insane in the pocket. Yeah, but it's just, he's not that good off script yeah he's not i think he can be because he is a really good athlete not a gr- insane athlete he's not like an allen level level athlete but he's he can be good off script and that's that's the next thing i want him to learn and i want him to be a little bit more consistent yeah but i feel like what sets apart mahomes and allen from a lot of quarterbacks is their ability off script like yeah they are utterly insane when a play breaks down the only people I think that are as good off script, actually not, I mean, there's Kyler, but he was just not good the second half of the year. And then Lamar, who also wasn't that good in the second half of the year. But the thing is, even if they both have like near the same capabilities off script, neither of them have the same capabilities when it actually is on script. I think you're forgetting about one man. Joe Burrow. His name and is Zach No, Wilson. get Zach Wilson out of here. <laughs> that actually... If I if everything goes right for every single QB, uh, great situation around them, I'd say the number one QB in the leagues is probably Dwayne Haskins. Of course, of course. Or Mr. Taylor Heineke. Yes, Taylor Heineke, the most unathletic QB in the NFL. Well, maybe not most. Unathletic. He's athletic. He has a bad arm. Oh right, he did. did, did he's he's right. actually like apparently he's tested out as like a top tenish athlete at the QB position. He just has a noodle. It's, like it's sad because he's sad he seems like a good he could be a good QB. It's just 
his arms are so limiting. It's just it, it. I have watched Washington's games. It was just sad to watch that he just like I remember I was watching the beginning of a Washington versus Cowboys game where he just tried to throw a fifty ball to to Trayvon. I mean, he threw it right to Trayvon he Diggs. Threw, like he because I think Terry had to step on Trayvon. He did. That that's why I feel bad for Terry. Like and he just people keep on calling Trayvon. People call Trayvon Terry's daddy. <laughs> it was just because, uh, Terry McLaurin not having a good quarterback. Yeah, like, if you look back, Terry burnt him quite a few times. And also, I think to round out this pod, you, I don't know if you have much of an opinion on it. How do you feel about them Washington Commanders? How do you feel about that name? I'm not a fan of it, but I'm a fan of some of the shirts I've seen online. And have you seen the jerseys? I did. The jerseys. I don't know how they executed black jerseys so badly. The thing is, I hated the black jerseys at first. Um, I looked at them on the field. Let me send. You, let me show you a picture. I looked. I looked at them um, on the field because they. You know how they do like edits onto people's jerseys, whatever it is. Um, the blacks look so nice on the field. It's weird and like to me the name's okay, but the the jerseys to me are pretty. Pretty top notch. Yeah, Look what I'm sending like you on Instagram. Stuff like someone made like an all hail the commies. Oh, yeah, all hail commies. That's gonna be really funny. But the thing is, I mean, I think Commanders is a fine name, and I think people are hating on it because it's like oh, that does look what people are doing. Field. Okay. Yeah. See, they're nice on the field. Just that weird W on the helmet's goofy. Yo, Look at the helmet. The W on like, why is it there on top? Of it should be a yellow stripe, in my opinion. And I also feel like those blacks, you know, see other shine. Our other, the reason I love the other jerseys partly is because they have their matte red helmets, and I love matte, right. um, or matte maroon. These helmets are just shiny black. I would have preferred them to be matte black, and those might be like some of the nicest jerseys in the NFL. Yeah, no, that, I feel like black jerseys are always great. It's it's very difficult to go wrong with a black jersey. Yep, especially with black and yellow because we have gold. Right. So yeah. black and gold, they look nice together. As was Khalifa goes, black and yellow. Right. Who'd you say? What'd you say? Wiz Khalifa. I think said. I think said something else. Yeah, Wiz Khalifa. I mean, okay. I, I love that song. All right, I guess we can end on that note. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, I'm, I'm surprised you know that song. Jacob, and we'll see you next time. All right, see you.